Thanks for tuning in to the Renew Life Church Lubbock podcast today. We hope this message encourages you as you allow God's word and his presence to change your life. Awesome. If you have your Bible open to Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. Our, um, our scripture this morning is, is, is just that. It is one scripture, and it's, it's short. We're going to read it a couple times. Uh, just to give you some background on Matthew chapter 5, uh, this, this verse we're about to read, it comes from the Sermon on the Mount. And um, one of the most popular, if not the most popular message ever preached by Jesus himself. So as we read these words, just know they're the red letters in your Bible and um, he, he spoke some amazing things. Uh, we're going to be in verse 6 today. Matthew chapter 5, verse 6 says, Blessed are those, come on, say blessed. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are those who hunger and who thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Today I want to continue to talk to you about being hungry for God, what it looks like to be hungry for Him. You know, I believe this as followers of Jesus, we should be hungry. Amen. As people who are in pursuit of God, pursuing God is a lot better when you're hungry. It's a lot better when you're thirsty. It's, it's a lot better when you have a desire or a passion to pursue Him. The truth is, though, if you've been following Him for some time, you realize that you're not always hungry, are you? There's been multiple times in my life where I'm just, I, I'm, it's not that I don't love God, it's not that I don't like Him, but I'm just, if I were really honest, I'm just not hungry. I'm just kind of blah. Just kind of like, you know, I, 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 everything's okay, I'm good, I go to church, I do my thing. But I actually believe that there's way more to Him and to the kingdom than that. I actually believe that we can live a life hungry for God. We can live a life spiritually hungry. So what does it look like to be hungry? What does it, what does it look like to sustain our hunger, to possess this hunger? And maybe more importantly, I want to kind of dive, in this, dive into this in this series. How do we reignite our hunger when we ain't got it? That's the, that's the Texas way to say it. When we ain't got no hunger, how we get some? How do we get that hunger back? Um, you know, one of the things that I desire for our church is that we would be known as a hungry people. When people talk about us around town, when, when um, people get around us, I would, love, I would love it to be said of me, he's just hungry. He's hungry for the things of God. That we would be a church that's hungry for the kingdom, that's hungry for signs and wonders, that's hungry for healing, that's hungry for people to get for salvation, that's hungry, um, the, the list goes on and on, that we would just be known as being hungry. You know, last week we talked about this, that just like our physical body has an appetite, so does our soul and so does our spirit. Remember, we are a spirit, we have a soul, that's our mind, our will, and our emotions, and we live in this thing called a body, right? Hopefully your body's functioning good today. You feel healthy and whole. We live in this body. But who we are, deep down on the inside, we are a spirit. We are spiritual beings. Your body will not go to heaven when you die. 
but your spirit will. Which tells me this, the spirit's the real you. Good news for you. When you received Jesus, he made your spirit perfect. You became a new creature in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. Some of y'all always wondered, that scripture can't be true because there's still a lot of old hanging on. Yep, the old's hanging on in your flesh, but your spirit's new. You're a new spirit. And your spirit and your soul, guess what? They're hungry. They have an appetite just like your physical body has an appetite. And just like your physical body is good at getting fed and getting satisfied, so is your soul. Your soul and your spirit, they're good at finding ways to get fulfilled. The truth is, is that many of us as, as just believers and following after God, uh, just people living in this world, we are feeding our soul and we are feeding our spirit things that have no nourishment. If I could put it in physical terms, a lot of times our soul and our spirit are eating junk food. And, we, and we, it feels good. It tastes good. We think that we're getting satisfied. And you do. You get a satisfaction that's temporary. But here's one thing that you're not getting. You aren't getting actual nourishment. We know that there's only one, one thing, one person that can actually nourish our soul and nourish our spirit. His name is Jesus. It is God. It is the things of God. It is the ways of the kingdom that actually feed our soul with healthy things and nourish our soul and our spirit. Here's where I'm going with this. A lot of times we aren't hungry for God because we're, just, we're, we're feeding ourselves something that is stealing the hunger that we should have for him. The reason you don't want healthy food is because you go into the fridge and you grab the, the, the ice cream. You grab the chips and are you getting my analogies here? We're feeding our soul things that bring temporary satisfaction. See, I need you to grab a hold of this in this series. You are hungry for God. Every person in here, you are hungry for God. You actually crave the things of God. Don't believe the lie that you're this, you're just one of those ones that just is it hungry. No, you're hungry. In fact, I would argue that every person living, unbeliever or believer, has something on the inside of them that craves the things of God. They crave the, the, the kingdom. They, there's something out there. They search all over to find it. They hunger and thirst for righteousness, and they don't even know it. So many times, if you want to reignite your hunger for God, it's more about taking something out of the way than it is you just believing that you're not hungry. Now, today, I, I'm not going to get into all those things. I, I want to kind of move on from that. Um, if you want to kind of catch more of that, you can listen to the last message. But today, I want to talk to you about what you can add to your life that creates hunger. You know, last week was more about what can we remove, what can we take away. But what can we actually add to our life, bring to our life that will create some hunger for him? Today, I want to talk to you about vision. I want to talk to you about vision, specifically vision in your relationship with God. How does vision in your relationship with God produce hunger? So today I want to title, title the message, Find Your Vision. Would you look at your neighbor today and say, you need some vision? Look back at the person who just said that to you and say, you need some vision. Why don't you mind your own business? No, I'm kidding. Don't say that. <clears throat> 
the title, Find, find, your, find your Vision. Would you pray with me? Lord, we just thank you for this time. We ask you to reignite our hunger. As we learn how to, how to do this practically, I believe there would be a super that would come upon the natural, that supernaturally you would give us a new passion, you would instill with us a new desire for those who are, who are dormant, who are complacent on the inside, we get rid of shame or condemnation and we grab hold of fire. We grab hold of passion, desire, hunger again. Lord, make us hungry again. It's our desire to hunger and thirst for you. In Jesus' name, if you agree, say amen. 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 How many of you... Um, have ever desired something really badly and uh, it completely consumed everything that you did. You, 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 you like it. When you wake up, you think about it. When you are going throughout your day, you can't get it off your mind. When you're at work and your boss isn't looking, you're Googling it. You're watching the YouTube videos on it. What, what am I talking about? Let me give you some examples. Maybe for you, it's a business idea. You're one of those guys out there and you just get business ideas all the time, every time you get in the car or you, you're talking to your wife, it's like, babe, what if we did this? And she's like, babe, why don't you actually do the first thing that you told me like 10 years ago? Like, you know, like you have business ideas and, you, and you're thinking about it and you're always talking about it and you're researching it. Maybe, maybe for you, it's more like a hobby. That's my issue right now. That's what I, that's what I need prayer for. I, I like golf a little too much right now. And I'm YouTubing it and I'm searching it and I'm looking at how you hit this shot and this club and all this stuff. And I, I wake, I don't really wake up thinking about it, but man, I would like to be really good at golf, you know, and it's, it, but you know what it's like to have a hobby and it consumes your mind and, or maybe for you, you just want to become a better fill in the blank. You want to be a better leader. You want to be a, a better boss. You want to be a better mom, a better dad. You want to have a better marriage. And there's something on the inside of you. Whatever this thing is, when you desire it, guess what all of us do? We start to research it. We start to talk about it. We, we, we think about it. We, we pray to God about it. All this stuff, we, we, we just get consumed by this thing. And if we were to step back and look at what's actually happening, happening here's what I would describe as happening. You're hungry. I can, I can see the hunger. That, that, that thing that's going after it, that's talking about it, that, that's researching it, you know what that's called? It's called hunger. And guess, notice what produced the hunger. You know what produced the hunger in you? Vision. You envisioned becoming a better leader. You envisioned what it would be like to be a better mom. You envisioned what life could be like if you had a better marriage. You envisioned what it would be like to own your own business and the finances that would come into your life and the freedom that would come from that. You envisioned something. Are you following me today? See, you had vision. And what did vision actually produce? Vision produced hunger in your life. Can I say this today? It actually works the same way in your relationship with God. If, you, if, you, if you'd like to take notes and you want a one-liner, vision produces and sustains your hunger for him. Vision produces and sustains your hunger for God. You know what many of us need in here today? We need fresh vision. 
We need vision. What, what do I mean by vision? I mean, I mean specifically vision when it comes to your relationship with him. What do you want when it comes to your relationship with God? What do you want in him? What do you want to know more of? What do you want to be more like? What do you want to possess that you read in scripture? What do you want when it comes to the things of God? Do you want more wisdom? Do you want to be that better leader? Do, do you want to know what your spiritual gift is and begin to function in your spiritual gift? Do you want to know about more about the prophetic and be more prophetic? Do you want to hear the voice of God better? What is it that you want in him? Because if you could just grab hold of a little bit of vision, guess what? You'd start to get hungry. You start to get thirsty. You start to hunger and you start to thirst for righteousness. You know what? You know why I think this is so important? You know why you know what I think this is, is such a good idea? <laughs> because Jesus made a promise in Matthew chapter 5, verse 6. Can we bring that up again? He said, blessed. We talked about this last week. You're blessed if you hunger and thirst, but he makes a promise at the end of the scripture. He says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, because if you do, you'll be filled. Notice the promise that Jesus makes. If you hunger for something, I'll fill you with it. If you thirst for something, I'll actually, in other words, if you'll get hungry for the promises of God, you'll start to see the promises of God in your life. If you'll start to get thirsty for the righteousness, the ways of God, the kingdom of God, the, gee, I, I don't know if, I'm, I, maybe I'm not grabbing a hold of, of, the, of how good this is. All you gotta do is hunger for it. When you start getting hungry for it, God says, oh look, I got someone that's hungry. <laughs> I don't know why I just pictured this as a gross analogy, but the mama bird that comes and just like, here you go. <laughs> it worked, okay, you got it. It's like, there's, there's my son, he's hungry. My daughter, my daughter is hungry to be, to be the woman of God she's called to be, to start that business, to be that leader, to do that thing. And all of a sudden you start getting hungry and you start getting vision and God's like, well, I, I guess I, Jesus made a promise that I need to fulfill. We, we gotta be hungry again. We gotta learn to have, we gotta learn to grab a hold of a vision for our life, for our relationship with him. I want, before I read, about to read Proverbs chapter 29, let me just kind of throw a, a disclaimer out here or, or just kind of shift your way of thinking. Many times when um, you, you come to church, vision is, is kind of a word that's, that's used a lot. And um, here's what I don't want you to think in this message when I'm talking about vision. I'm not talking about you stepping back and trying to figure out the bigness of life. Many times you hear the word vision and you're like, I need, I need, to, know, I need to know my purpose. I need, I've got to know my calling. I got to, what did God place me here on this earth for? Anybody ever ask God those questions? What's my purpose? Nobody. Okay, well, I, I have a couple of times. What's my calling? What's my purpose? Can I just ask you, can you just, those questions are fine. They're good and you should pursue God in that way. I'm actually, when I'm talking about vision, when you're in a relationship with God, why don't we just get a little bit smaller? Why don't we just get a little bit more, um, something easier? Just simple things. Wisdom. Gifts. Hearing his voice. His word. Prayer. 
What, what, what is God actually saying over your life? You know what? The big questions, the answers will come. Can I just say that? If you are wondering, is there something wrong with me because I don't know what I'm called to do? Well, guess what? Join the crowd. Because many of us don't actually know exactly what we are called to do. Those are big questions. I want you to just kind of get, right, get more intimate with him. Lord, what are you saying right now about mine and your relationship? Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18 says this. Where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint. But blessed is he who keeps the law. Where there's no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint. You know what this proverb is actually teaching us? It's teaching us that as believers, when we don't have any vision, we will get ourselves in trouble. When we don't have vision, we just kind of cast off restraint. We just kind of like, ah, nothing matters, and you'll dabble into this, and you'll dabble over into this. Not, not, it's not always sin, but it may just be something that distracts you or something that's actually not his vision for your life. But we don't really care about much because we don't have any vision, and we can find ourselves getting into things that don't matter or things that will hurt us. In other words, you know what vision actually does for us? I'm going to bring back an old term. I'm about to start preaching. Vision keeps you on the straight and narrow. <laughs> it keeps you on that straight and narrow path. You need to know what God is saying, what he is doing, what he's speaking over your life. Because here's the thing. If I know that I'm called to ministry, guess what? Cheating on my wife becomes a really big deal. Should already be one, but it's even there's like a little bit more on it. Some of y'all weren't ready for that example. You're like, oh, crap, here we go. But, you know, when I, when, I, when I realize that the vision for my life is to raise up some giant killers when it comes to my kids, I start handling their little fits a little differently. My parenting ramps up. My, my, me watching over them, is, is this making any sense? See, you've got vision and so now I'm not, it's not just anything goes. No, I've got a purpose to, with my kids. I've got a purpose for my life. You need vision when it comes to your relationship with God. What is he actually saying to you right now? You know, one of the, just to give you an example, one of the things that uh, just recently the Lord began to, to show me, a lot of times he will give me a word or he'll give me a phrase or something over my life. And um, <clears throat> there's been some things me and, my, me and Natalie have talked about uh, that we want to do just business-wise and, and some financial things that we want to uh, maybe invest in. And have been kind of had this idea. Well, I woke up one morning, and all of a sudden I saw what we've been talking about, and I heard this, the phrase, the Lord said, get ready for the fall. Get ready for the fall. Now, he... Just, just to help you understand, I'm talking about the season, the fall. Like, don't get I'm not saying, like, get ready for the fall. The fall's coming, watch out. I, I told Natalie that. She's like, oh, that's encouraging. I'm like, no, no, not like, not like everything's going to get bad. Like, the fall season. I said, get ready for the fall. <clears throat> this word, this phrase, actually, uh, the more and more I've kind of gone after it and asked the Lord about it, I actually believe it's more than just me in our business idea or financial thing, I actually think it's, it's starting to um, mean more for our church, for, for, for you, 
um, for different areas of people's lives. There's something I believe is that's coming in the fall. I mean, maybe it's for me, but I think actually starting to believe it's, it's bigger than that. But now that I have a vision, guess what? The summertime gets a little bit more serious. My time right now, I realize it didn't just bring me vision for the fall. It actually brought me vision for the summer. Because what I'm supposed to be doing right now is I'm supposed to be getting ready. I got to get ready, which means I don't, 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 don't look to the left. Don't look to the right. Keith, I need you to get ready. And so I went, I, I went in my time with him and started to journal. Lord, what are you saying? What does it mean to get ready for the fall? And he began to break down things and show me strategic things that I needed to do. So guess what me and my wife have been doing over the last week, week and a half? Every night we come home, we're talking about our budget. How many know the Lord ain't in that? <laughs> anybody, have, anybody have a conversation about your budget lately? Anybody remember conversations with your budget? How many of y'all had one conversation you hadn't had one since? <laughs> there you go, the hands back there. <clears throat> but the Lord, that was one of the specific things. Hey, I need you to look at things. There's things that are changing, new things that y'all are doing. You need to know exactly what's coming in, what's going out, and how you can get ready financially for what's coming in the fall. Some of y'all are like, the Lord's talking to you financially? Like, that's not even spiritual. You know what? It actually is. Because what he's saying over my life right now. See, you can see how vision. Guess what? It made me hungry. It made me hungry. Hungry for what might be in the fall. Hungry for what he might do. Hungry for who he might bring into my life. Hungry for what doors he might open. Hungry for what he's going to do in a couple of months here at our church. I began to dream, began to hope, began to think again. Guess what? Here came the hunger. You need to grab a hold of this today. Guess what happens when God gives you a word and he gives you vision? Wrapped in that vision is the hunger for the vision. When he places a word over you, a phrase over you, and he gives you a direction, there is so much more wrapped in that thing than just a command. Within the direction, within his leadership, within the word that he has over your life, comes the vision, and hear me, it actually, it actually comes with the ability to do it too. If he's called you to something, that means you've got the ability to do it. You just don't know it yet. With his vision comes hunger. Without prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint. Um, you know, what's, what's interesting about <clears throat> this word vision is um, if you actually look it up <clears throat> in the Hebrew, the word, I, I even like how this translation says prophetic vision because that's actually what it, it's not just vision, it's prophetic. But that word vision actually translates more correctly revelation. It actually means revelation. Could you bring that scripture up one more time? So let me read it this way. Where there is no revelation, where there's no prophetic revelation, the people cast off restraint. Here's what, he, here's what he's saying. <clears throat> When you're not close to God and you don't know what he's revealing to you, then you will cast off restraint. It's, it's his revelation. You, what, 
it's the things, let me say this way. What is God revealing to you? That's where we get it. it we don't just need vision that we pick out of, you know, some good book or, some, no, no. What's the revelation that you're having personally with God? You and him. Not coming from the platform, not coming, and it, and it can, let me say that. It can, vision can come from here. It should come from here. It should point you in directions, help you with seasons, all of that. Yeah, but you know what else? I want some personal vision that you have too. The revelation, and just he's showing you. <clears throat> I think maybe more of an important question to ask today is not what do we want in our relationship with God, but what does he want? What does God want with you? What does God want for you? What is God saying to you right now? In fact, ask him that question right now. God, what are you, what are you saying over me? What are you what have you been speaking to me about? Many of you are probably a lot like me. God will begin to reveal something to us. And, and we'll, we'll, we'll know the direction he's actually sending us in. But we don't actually do anything about it. It's like, man, I, some, like, like for instance, some of y'all probably been talking about uh, the prophetic or spiritual gifts for years. Man, I want to know what my spiritual gift is. Okay, well then no. Go. Go on now. Go get it. Go do something about it. You want, you want to know about your spiritual gift? Go get it. You want to know more about the prophetic? Go get that thing. You want to know more what it looks like to have a godly marriage? Go get it. Go find it. Here's what we don't have the luxury of saying anymore as believers in the 21st century. We actually don't get any excuses. Zero excuses. You want to know why? Because you can Google and find anything that you want to find. You want to know more about spiritual gifts? 18 billion books out there on it. You want to know what, you want to know what Bill Johnson says about the prophetic? Just look up a message. You have access to it now. Well, I don't, I don't understand Scripture that much. I, would, I wish I had more revelation. Guess what? Get an easier translation to understand. You know how you get that translation? You don't have to go to Mardell's anymore. You just click New Living Translation. By the way, it's my favorite. Why? It's written at a fifth grade level. I'm really good at understanding that. <laughs> Many of you maybe remember Chris Hart when he came and visited us and I've done some stuff under him. He's an amazing man, motivational thing, uh, just really motivates you. And, and uh, one of the teachings that he has, uh, he's, he's really good. He does some personal coaching for high-level leaders, and he teaches about excuses. And this one got me. <clears throat> he said, excuses are just lies. Excuses are lies. He said, you're either lying to yourself or you're lying to someone else. I was like, oh man, I wasn't ready for that one. Here's my point in this. If God is leading you in some area, you have everything you need to go get it. 
I've learned this. When God starts speaking, if you wait too long, the hunger will go away. Can someone raise their hand and say, I know what you're talking about? Say, I've experienced that before. <laughs> he talks and he talks and he talks and he tells you and he tells you, if you wait too long to pursue, hunger will leave. Man, I want to be someone who responds right away. I want to be someone who responds to his words like it's actually him talking. And when he says, get ready for the fall, ooh, I'm going to start getting ready. When he says, hey, I, I, need, you to, I need you to become a, a witness in your workplace. Well, Lord, I don't know how. All right, good, good, good first statement back. Lord, I don't know how. Here's the next question. Will you show me? How do I do that, God? I mean, just last night, it, this is the value of staying close to God. This is the value of being in, a, in an intimate, close relationship with him. You know what I've been struggle, struggling with over the past week and a half as, as I've been preaching about hunger? Hunger. It's the enemy who just wants to come in and just steal it, mess me up. Why are you teaching about hunger? You ain't even hungry, bro. Why you want to talk to all these people about, and I've had to fight for it. I was, I was in bed last night on my phone trying to read the word of God and I'm just like, I don't even know where to go. I'm just being super transparent with you. Like, ah, this is just in it. And I felt this like leading to like, go listen to a message. I just kept feeling this tug and I can be like this. It's like, no, no, I don't need it. That's, that's too easy. I'm not just gonna sit around and let someone else tell me I'm gonna read the word. I'm gonna do it. Anybody else, anybody else like me? But I just felt that tugging. And I went and I got on this YouTube channel and I thought I was going to go listen to a message, but all of a sudden this very first video shows up and they're talking about intimacy with God. And I was like, I'm supposed to watch that. I click it. And one of the first words out of their mouth is hunger. And for 15 minutes, I heard someone else teach on hunger. What did that do? Made me hungry. What did that do? Confirm I'm doing exactly what you want me to do, God. I'm teaching exactly what you want me to teach. What did it, what it do? Brought vision. Oh yeah, now I'm grabbing a hold of this thing. I get, I get what you're doing here, Lord. How did all of that happen? It happened by revelation. Revelation doesn't have to be some crazy cool thing that only the prophetic people get and only the pastors get and only the people who talk real spiritual get. It can be simple as you felt a nudge to go watch a YouTube video. And God, he speaks. Revelation, what's, what's he saying? Let that thing produce hunger. Revelation leads to vision. Vision leads to hunger. I'm gonna say it again. Revelation leads to vision. Vision leads to hunger. You wanna know something that you can bring to your life that'll start to produce hunger? You wanna know something you can bring to your life that will reignite that passion that you have for God and the things of God? It's vision. Thanks again for listening today. If you'd like to join us in person for church, Renew Life meets every Sunday morning at the YWCA at 6501 University Avenue in Lubbock, Texas. For more information on our ministry, check out renewlifechurch.com or find us on social media. We hope to see you soon.